You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison, episode number 117. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach Kristen Morrison. As pet care professionals, your clients trust you to care for their furry family members. Pet Sitters Associates is here to help. For over 20 years, Pet Sitters Associates has provided thousands of members with quality pet care insurance. If you work in the pet care industry or you want to make your passion for pets into a profession, you can take your career to the next level with flexible coverage options, client connections, and complete freedom in running your business. Learn why Pet Sitters Associates is the perfect fit for you and get a free quote today at PetSitLLC.com. Also, Pet Sitters Associates is offering Prosperous Pet Business Podcast listeners $15 off when you join today by using the discount code PODCAST at checkout. To find out more, go to the podcast show notes page at ProsperousPetBusiness.com forward slash podcast 117. Hi, pet business owners. So we're going to be continuing the conversation about hiring. The last two podcast coaching sessions have had to do with hiring. I know it's a very important topic right now in the world of pet business, and so I want to help you with that. And so part of my ability to help you is to release episodes that are timely, that will help you take your business to the next level, especially in the areas that you're struggling with. And hiring is often one of those areas. Now, I do want to let you know before I share a little bit about this episode that the live How to Hire the Right Pet Sitters and Dog Walkers webinar is happening this month. You can go to the webinar and workshop page, which you can find on the show notes page at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 117. That's the number 117. If you're listening to this and the webinar has already happened, you can find out more about the Anytime Access webinar recording that is also on that show notes page. So just click on the webinar and workshop page on the show notes and you will find out more about the webinar recording for hiring as well. In this episode, Heidi mentions that she has the application packet and so you're going to hear a little bit about that and you're going to learn why it works so well when it comes to hiring. You're also going to learn how you can create your own or you can purchase the one that's on my website that thousands of pet business owners have used to find and hire great staff members. There's also a link to the hiring kit for pet sitters and dog walkers, which includes the application packet. So if you don't just want the application packet, but you also want a staff welcome packet, staff contracts, and some tips and tools for hiring, then you'll want to look at and explore getting the hiring kit for pet sitters and dog walkers. And again, to find out more, you can go to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 117. That's the number 117. So Heidi is an experienced pet sitter and dog walker in Naples, Florida, and she has been feeling really frustrated about hiring staff. Maybe you are feeling that too. If you're like a lot of pet business owners, you probably are feeling frustrated. So Heidi's been interviewing really like people that aren't great, right? In fact, they're really not great. (laughs) And she's also been hiring flaky people who seem really interested in the beginning of the hiring process, but then they back out before they've been hired or if she's already hired them, then they've been backing out shortly after being hired. And it's understandably created a lot of frustration for her. 
In this session, you are going to hear me share a step-by-step process to really help her hire better people. And the way that we do that in this session is to really break down her hiring process because I want to hear where the breakdown is occurring in her hiring process. For a lot of people, the breakdown comes at different points in the hiring process, but if there is even one step that isn't quite right, it's going to create a domino effect of the hiring process not working, or at least not working most of the time. Occasionally, you may get people who kind of fall through the cracks that are great, but So in this process, I'm really using my analytical skills with her to try to figure out how she's hiring, what she's doing, and what is the missing link in terms of her not hiring correctly. So that's really, really important. She has a lot of questions also about how to pay her staff. The area that she's located in is a very affluent area, and she really needs to get re-inspired in a big way when it comes to hiring. And if, like Heidi, you're struggling with hiring in this really challenging job market, you won't want to miss this episode. This episode, like I said, is going to guide you step-by-step through an empowering hiring process from creating a help-wanted ad that works to how and where to conduct the interviews for staff, as well as a lot more details that will help you find and hire great people. So without further ado, we are going to go to the coaching session with Heidi. Hi, Heidi. Hi, Kristen. Nice to see you. Nice to see you again. Yeah. Aw. A lot has changed for you in the past year. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of things going on right now. <laughs> I know, I know. Good things though, right? Yeah. And some absolutely. challenges, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. So Tell me a little bit about your business. I'd like to hear a little bit in your own words about your business. I know a little bit about it, but I want to hear you talk about it and also let me know what you'd most need help with today. Yeah, so um, I have a pet sitting and dog walking business in Naples, Florida. So I offer short visits, long visits, um, pet transportation, and also overnights, which I'm trying to kind of phase out um, in the next year yeah. or so. Um, cause it's just been really overwhelming with the overnight requests and, you know, I just want to be home with my family <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. I understand. Um, exactly. Yeah, I do have one staff member. She's been with me for almost a year now. Um, and she's amazing. Um, I've just been really having problems with hiring. Um, there's a lot of interest in the job when I do put the job posting up, but I've had like three different girls now all accept the position and then before they even start they back out oh that's frustrating yeah I mean like one girl decided to move back up north with her family so I don't really think that was in my control at all so that's completely fine but the other two I'm just not really sure what happened I'm not sure if there were expectations Mm -hmm. that weren't you know understood possibly um there was the one lady decided that um she she wanted a more consistent full-time job which i don't i can't advertise enough how much it's very part-time um especially in the beginning um so that was a little Uh, frustrating and it was over a holiday too so that was also you know added to the whole stress situation um and then the other girl just kind of ghosted me it was like she I did the background check we got her on board I was getting ready to get her on the schedule and then she was like yeah I took a full-time job and just like stopped talking so yeah I'm just like I'm just very curious because you know I'm trying not to take it personally I'm just trying to be very you know business owner mindset of like where is it going wrong yeah. where is the miscommunication going yeah um, you know and I've talked to so many other you know, well, pet sitters as well, just see like what their hiring process is. So it's just, I, I need to grow and I, and I need to make more money <laughs> and, 
And there's other things mm-hmm. that I want to work on and grow as a, as a business owner. And I can't work on those things if I'm doing all the visits all the time. That's right. That's very accurate. So we're going to do some dissection here and really kind of figure out what there's something that's not work. I mean, it's obviously not working, but there's some piece that I think isn't in alignment that's causing this. Now, like you said, the first person, she needed to move up north to be closer to her family. That's out of your control. But these other two, that happening, I think there's something that's either not getting conveyed in the ad or in the onboarding process in terms of them knowing the expectations and then being surprised perhaps by mm-hmm. something. So we'll figure that out. Here we go. We're going to dive okay. in and kind of open it up a little bit. So what I'd like you to do, and this may be a little challenging because you're used to hiring. And so to kind of go, hey, Kristen, this is how I hire can be kind of challenging. But I want you to really think about it as if you are needing someone, which of course you are, and to really let me know like step by step what the process is. Because from that place, I'll be able to look at it. And if there's something that's amiss, I can probably let you know what it is. But I need you to start at the beginning. So you place an ad, correct? Yes. So people. Yes. So I've been putting it on Indeed, and then also like across my social media as well. Great. Okay. Great. And uh, tell me about your ad. What do you put in your ad? So specifically, I write about what's kind of expected from the pet sitter. Um, and like mm-hmm. what their job would entail. Um, I'm trying to pull okay. up the, the like specific one that yeah, I agree. And, and I would love that. I'd love to be able to have you read it to me if you can. Yeah. Let me get that up. Sorry. Um, no problem. Yeah. So it's a lot about like, just like the expectations from the sitter and like what the job will include. Um, okay. Then trying to be very cool. open about, you know, about everything. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, the transparency is important because then you get, you get somebody who wants the job that you have available. Correct. Okay. Let's see here. Sorry. I'm trying to find the, that's okay. Yeah. I think it'll be helpful to be able to hear it. Well, let me just, yeah, it was, I haven't posted it in a long time because I've kind of gotten so discouraged yeah. about all of my experience. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, you know what, Heidi, I'm going to do my best to get you re-inspired today. Okay. And I think if we can figure out the missing link, that'll help. Yeah. So I have, um, we are looking for staff who has trustworthy and hands-on experience caring for pets with provided references. Um, this, this certain areas of Naples um, that I need them to travel to Um, has availability to work evenings, weekends, and some holidays has access Mm -hmm. to a reliable phone and vehicle willing to commit Mm -hmm. to six months of working with us and submit a background check. And then treat our clients like they're our own. And then the second okay. part of the application um, or the job listing I have working with us offers you unconditional love from furry clients, flexible work schedule and hours, as well as independent work with pets, competitive percentage, nice. competitive percentage compensation with pay raise opportunities and client referral bonuses, and then working in the sunshine right. with plenty of exercise. And then the third part is how to apply, which I've been trying to figure out how to fix this as well, because I feel like it's a little complicated. I'm just having them either Mm -hmm. like send us a message on social media um, or using our contact us page on my website so they can say like, hey, I'm interested in this. And then I email them over an application. Okay, so we're going to we're going to fix that part. 
We're going to come back to that. First, I want to ask you, I didn't hear anything about the amount of hours. I know, like, I didn't hear clarity about that. So I think that's going to need to be important. And granted, it changes from week to week, I would imagine. Right. Unless they're a dog walker. And in that case, they might have a more set schedule. But for pet sitting, it really is random and varies. So what I would like you to do is to have a an amount of hours on there that would be on average. So it might be like 15 to 20 hours a week or 10 hour, you know, 10 hours a week to start. Um, uh-huh. We're looking for somebody that can grow with our business and be available uh-huh. for more hours as our business grows. Something like that where you're, creating an expectation of this isn't only going to be a short amount of time each week. There's going to be room for growth and we want somebody who can take that room for growth and run with it okay. and that has that availability. So that's the first thing that kind of jumped out at me. Okay. So maybe when you're actually speaking to people that they hear the amount of hours okay. and they go, I want more or less, you know, so the clarity is going to be important in terms of hours. Also the clarity in terms of the pay rate. So I would, and again, I get that it might be different depending on what jobs they're doing. If they're doing dog walking, pet sitting, overnight sitting, whatever. But what I would like you to do is kind of break it down and have it be on average. And it can be like, sort of like we're doing 10 to 15 hours a week to start. It can be like that for hourly rate as well. So it could be, I'm just giving you an example here, 15 to $20 an hour, you know, depending on the amount of pets that need to be cared for, depending on the location, whatever the variables are for you that are involved in terms of what you would pay that person. So those are two missing pieces that jumped out at me. You really don't want people to have to guess what they're getting paid because that right there can be a way that causes you to do more work. You put this ad out, people respond, you have to field through all these inquiries and then they find out what the pay rate is and then they're out. Okay. Or the amount of hours and they want more or they want less and then they're out. So that's the first thing, the first hurdle that you want to kind of create transparency around. The second thing is the process. Like it's already hard right now to hire people. So you want to make it easy for them, although not too easy. Um, So what I did when I had my business, because what I realized is I would put an ad out and get responses. Initially, what I did is I would put the ad out and then I would do a phone call and then I would do a face-to-face meeting if I liked them. Yes, I do that too. So that, but that creates a lot of work Yeah, for a business owner who's already strapped for time. That's a, a lot of these, you know, you're already on the phone probably a lot with clients and returning calls with staff and clients. It's just, we want to take that out of the equation unless it's absolutely crucial. So what I'm going to recommend is that you either get this from me or you create your own and you can absolutely create your own, but that's the application packet. Yes. I and, do have from you. Okay. So great. So what we want to do instead of like making it complicated, you want to make it easy for them to get that packet. So what you want to say in the ad is email me and let me know why you think you'd be a great fit for this position. Okay. You're not going to talk about the application packet in the ad, nothing. They are simply going to email you. They're not going to Facebook message you. You're not going to make them jump through hoops to get this information to you. It's going to be an email and it can be an employment email. Maybe there's an email that's designated for employment, you know, so that that's where you go to kind of, you're in the hiring mindset when you go to that email address, right? And really thinking about, okay, got to deal with this here. So 
then they respond and you'll get a lot of information from that response. And some people, when they see the ad, they may be drawn, but then they're like, oh, I don't even know how to answer this. I'm not even going to answer it. And then they're out, right? But so then you've weeded out a little bit already without even having to do anything on your end. But then you get these responses that from people that do respond. And then from there, you're going to be kind of sifting through like, okay, this is going to be a person I'm going to send the application packet to. This is going to be a person I'm just going to respond to and say, you know, I think we may have found somebody I'll, you know, I may reach out to you if it doesn't work out with this person or something like that. Kind of let them down gently. With the application packet people, you want to email the packet back to them or to them, I should say, and give them an amount of time by which you need it back. Mm -hmm. A good amount of time is like five days. You don't want it to be too short that they're scrambling and stressed, but you don't want to make it too long that they forget about it. So what I found is five days is kind of the sweet spot in terms of when they fill it out and get it back to you. You don't want to remind them because then that's an indicator, right? That they're going to need a lot of handholding. You don't want people that need handholding. No. You really want people that can self-manage, right? You're already doing enough. You don't need to babysit. So they then fill out the application packet. They email it back to you or they don't. A lot of people won't do it. (laughs) But the ones that do, usually they'll be at least a contender, you know, if they're willing to fill that out. And If you're using my application packet, it's very thorough and you're Mm -hmm. editing it for your own use. So it's about eight pages and that eight pages is another hurdle that they have to jump through. It shows their commitment level, their willingness to do this work as well as follow directions. Okay. So then they send the application packet back, you review it. And what I would recommend if you think they're a good fit is just set up a face-to-face meeting, like skip a phone interview, because usually if you send out 20 application packets, you may get five back. And of the five, maybe three seem like they're a good fit. And that's a manageable amount to set up a face-to-face interview. What I would recommend at that interview is that you have If possible, you can do one of two things, like meet somewhere where you can have an unruly dog that's kind of Mm -hmm. high maintenance because it's good to see how they deal with dogs that are really kind of out of control. You can get a sense of like what they do, the, the people you're applying or that are applying. Are they like, oh my God, this dog is crazy because, you know, think about it. A lot of these pets are going to be really crazy pets. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Especially dog walking clients, you know, you get a lot of those. So you want to see how they are before you've even set up training with them. And so doing that with a dog at a park, you can also go to a dog park. That's a good way to kind of see how they're going to be with a lot of pets. And, you know, you can, before you've even met them, or had a conversation with them outside of the dog park, I would meet them inside and just get a sense of how they are with dogs right away. And, and then from there, then it's going to be too hard to have a face to face meeting and, you know, ask questions in a dog park. So I would go outside. Usually there's picnic tables or something nearby where you can, have a face-to-face meeting. So pick a dog park. If you can't bring a dog with you, pick a dog park that has a space outside of it. You could actually sit down. You want to ask open-ended questions. So a couple of the questions in the application packet that are open-ended that are really important are, how much do you need to make per week doing part-time work with us? And 
list three words that best describe why you would make a great, you know, pet sitter, dog walker, dog trainer, pet groomer with our company, whatever kind Mm -hmm. of service you have. So those are in the application packet. But then same thing when you are interviewing people, you really want to ask open-ended questions. So let's say you are needing somebody to do cat visits And there are a lot of cats that require medication. So one of the questions might be, tell me how you pill a cat. What's your procedure for doing that? Right? So that it's kind of show, not tell. (laughs) I mean, they're still telling, they're describing it, but that's going to be more of a showing answer. Right? Than just, can you pill a cat is a yes or no question. Yes or no answer. And that's not going to reveal a lot. So this face-to-face interview is about revealing who they really are because anybody can answer yes or no questions correctly, really. They know the correct answer, but the key is to really determine, are they going to be a right fit for this job? And... So one way that I would gather these list of questions, and you can regurgitate them over and over and over. These can be your list of questions that you ask, you know, to the applicants when you do the face-to-face interviews. Um, But you want to gather these questions from challenges that you've had in your business. So maybe you had a dog run away on a walk. You know, how did you handle that? How do you want your staff to handle that kind of emergency? Or what if they go to a client's house and they can't find the cat in the house? What do they do? So asking them will help you determine from their answers if they're going to be somebody that can self-manage and really be a good fit for your company. Because again, you don't want to have to handhold. Right. That's exhausting. That's like you might as well not even have people working for you. And if you ask yes or no questions at the interview, it's going to be, you're going to be hand holding them already. Yeah. And I feel like when I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) No, it's okay. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like I've used the in person interview more for like giving them additional information about how the job is going to be and how like our relationship Mm -hmm. is going to work and, you know, about, you know, time to pet and, you know, all of that stuff instead of like asking all of that, the questions. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So here's the thing. That's part one is asking them the questions. Okay. But part two, if you think they're a good fit from the answers that they've given, then you go into part two, which is here's how we do it. Here's a little bit more information, but if you already can see from their interactions with a dog that you brought or dogs at the dog park and, or the way they answer the questions, then I would just say, thanks so much. You know, I'll be in touch. I have more interviews to do and I'll, you know, get back to you. And you do want to get back to every single person that you met because they've invested time and energy to fill out the application packet, to meet with you. It's just common courtesy to say, I've hired somebody. Thank you so much. Now, if you get a lot of people that you think could be a good fit, but you can only really hire two people, let's say, then what I would say to the third or fourth or fifth person, no, that you think could be a good fit to say to them, I've hired for this. I think you would be great. I can only hire so many people right now, but I am actively growing my company. I'm going to put your application packet in a future potential pet sitter, dog walker file. And when we do have an opening, which, you know, happens every month or two, I will be in touch. And if you're available, great. If you're not, great. But I want you to know that I really enjoyed meeting you. I feel like you'd be a great fit. It's just I can only hire a certain amount of people at this time. 
Okay. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. So I think these pieces, Heidi, will help. I really do because I can say this from my own experience. These were parts that I didn't include initially that then led to a breakdown in terms of not hiring the right people or hiring the right, what I thought was the right people, but then they'd quit after a week because they didn't really, they weren't really a good fit. And these pieces that we're going over today will help you and them determine if it's the right fit. Because if they go to a dog park and they're overwhelmed by a bunch of dogs and they're supposed to be a dog walker for you and you have a lot of unruly dogs, not a good fit. Just not. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. Um, I guess I'm also having a bit of problem deciding how much to pay them because okay, all of the other pet sitters I've talked to that have several employees start them so low. And I live in a very like high cost of living area is how I would explain it. Um, so it costs a yeah. lot of money to live here. And I mean, a lot of people like my age and a little bit older are actually moving out of the area because they, it, prices are just so crazy right now. So it's been hard trying to h- hire high quality people at a good wage in such like a high cost of living area because like I can't pay someone eight bucks for a 30 minute visit. Like I'm not going to get someone. No, that's you can't. No, exactly. So where I would start is your pricing and to look at when you've last raised your rates and to do a competitor analysis of the people, the pet business owners in your area who has rates on their website and not just reviewing it online, but actually writing it down in a spreadsheet and including your rates in the middle and then having your competitors like on either side. And I would say 10 competitors and you. So about 11 total, including you. Okay. Yeah. yeah I am sort of like, I'm part of a pet sitting group that in Naples that meets annual or um, quarterly. Um, so we meet like every three to right. four months. And I would say just from the ladies in that group, which is about 10 of us. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm probably about, Mid-range, I think from the feedback that I've heard, my hourly rate and my overnight rate are a little on the low side, but for just for a standard 30-minute visit, I'm pretty much for all the same. Okay. What is that amount? So I charge 30 minutes. For 30 minutes, I charge $30. And then for 60 minutes, I charge 40. So I've been considering possibly raising that because... 
you know, I'm doing the same amount of work, but it's taking longer. So I don't know. I know it's double. Yeah. I'm going to, what I'm going to recommend is that you have a 30 and a 45 minute. Okay. Just let go of the 60. It's too long. Okay. It's just too long. And you know, you, if you're going to be offering a double price, a double time amount from 30 to 60, it needs to be double the price. But a lot of people won't be able to pay that or won't be willing. So I think having it be 30 and 45 minutes and you could do for a 45 minute visit, it could be 40, you know, that's more realistic, $10 extra. Yeah. And what I would recommend doing is 50% of whatever you're charging clients, you are paying your staff. Now you can start a little lower so that it does create kind of a tiered pricing because that does help people be more motivated to stay. Okay. But if they're going to leave, they're going to leave anyway, regardless of the price. But sometimes, you know, the amount that you're paying does impact people. So it'll help you if you price it a little lower, not price, but actually pay rate. So what you might want to do is like, start them at 45%. And then after three months, they go up to 50%. And then in a year, you're raising rates again, or you raise them, you know, before you start hiring here again. Um, But each year, you may want to raise your rates so that you can also raise your staff rates too. And when you're raising rates for pet sitting and dog walking, I recommend not more than $2 per walker visit in terms of rate. Now that would be different if it was brand new clients and you were really, really low, like way too low. Then I would say for brand new clients, you're going to probably raise it to the typical cost. So that might be a big jump for some people. It's $10 more than they're currently charging clients, but you want to keep your existing clients at the rate that they are now, but just raising that like only $2 a walker visit. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So what I'd like you to do, I'm going to give you some homework here. Okay. One of the pieces of homework is to reconfigure the way you're hiring. So what I've shared with you today to begin to insert those steps. So to create the list of questions to ask in person, to make it much easier for them to get that application packet. So they're just emailing you. There's only one way that they're going to reach you. They don't have to work to get that application packet. You make it really easy for them. You bypass the whole phone interview and go straight to meeting them in person. Okay, so that's one piece. The other piece is doing the competitor analysis. So you have 10 competitors that you know, but I would also look at people you don't know. So they're your competitors too. So... I would imagine there are probably a number of pet business owners in your area, especially if it's an affluent area. So I would be looking at them too, because what can happen in a a group situation where you all are connecting and you're talking about pricing is that it's a closed system. Everybody's charging the same amount because they're talking every quarter. They're saying, ah, here's what I'm charging. Oh, I'm going to raise my rate to you what you are going to lower mine. You know, I've been wondering why I haven't gotten clients, but you need to step outside of that as well and really look at your competitors outside of your small group that you know and include those. I would say maybe five of the people that you know, that you know their rates and they have their rates listed on their website and then five that you don't know that are also in your area. Yeah. So that gives you some things to work on. And I do think that this will begin to make a change. Um, The other place that you might want to hire, and I say this because you'll have this application packet, which really helps weed out 
the bad from the good <laughs> is um, Craigslist. You know, also okay. placing it out on Craigslist. There is a cost to doing it under the job section. I would recommend etc. Jobs, ETC Jobs. That's a good place to put a dog walker job. And for the title of the job or the help wanted ad, you want to say dog walker and pet sitter, whatever you're hiring, whatever services you're hiring for. And then the area. So the county, perhaps, that you're hiring in. Okay. You don't want to list all the towns because you won't be able to do that. So you want to figure out, like, what is a descriptor for these cities or towns or areas that I cover? Okay. Okay. And have it be concise. So if it's a county, list the county. So dog walker and pet sitter in Gainesville, Florida, you know, or where, wherever you're at, but like a specific area. So that gives you a lot to work with, my dear. Definitely. And I would love it if you'd check. Yeah, I would love it if you'd do these actions, okay? And then in a month or two, after you've actively begun to hire, and perhaps you have hired, I suspect from doing these things that you will see a change in terms of the type of people that you draw to you mm-hmm. as a result of changing the steps. I think you're going to see a change in a positive way. And I also think you're going to see a change in terms of people staying with you long longer than one day, you know, right? Or before the they even change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, that gives you something to work with. Okay. Yes, definitely. I really appreciate this help. It, you know, it's just really overwhelming with the hiring process and everything else that I have going on. So this really kind of, I understand for me. So this is very helpful. Great. Well, and I think it'll be helpful for listeners too, because you're not alone. Like this is an area that if even one step is overlooked, it affects everything. It's kind of like a domino effect, right? And so that's why I really wanted you and you did such a good job, Heidi, of really letting me know each step. And that can be tricky when you're used to doing it. You're like, I just hire people. I place an ad and then meet you meet them and but you were able to really break it down which helped me do my job which mm-hmm. is okay Heidi I think this might be an area that if you were to change it it would make a difference for you in the outcome in terms of the people that you hire and the longevity in which they stay with you yes and that's what we're looking for here so that you're able to get the break that you need, which is so important. And you've got some exciting things on your plate, you know, you've got an amazing business. And so we need to free up your energy by hiring great people. Yeah. Yeah. I have a wedding to plan. (laughs) I know. And that's one thing I was thinking about. Yeah. It's exciting. Having gone through that process, um, it'll be Five years in September that I got married. Yeah. And it is a lot of work. Nobody really tells you. I mean, you hear it like it's a lot of work to plan a wedding, but whoa, it is. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And much like the hiring process, it's, it's, you know, I, I have all the big things taken care of. It's all the small little details. That I'm yeah, trying to yeah, figure out. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Well, I just am sure it's going to be absolutely fantastic. When are you getting married? Do you have your date set and everything? Yep. Uh, February 25th of next year. Perfect. So you've got a yeah. lot of time. Yes, I mean, it may perfect. not feel like a lot of time, but you do. Yeah, that's great. That's yes. perfect. Yeah. Good. Well, now you'll be able to free up even more energy to be able to focus on that. Exactly. That's the plan. <laughs> and have, have fun during the process, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, before we close here, I just want to say, having just witnessed you 
I witness you on Instagram and on Facebook and it's such a pleasure to get to see you and be with you today. And I just love, I love what you've created. I love your dog. That's such a part <laughs> of your business name and your logo and just the heart and soul that you bring to your business. I see it and I feel it. And Thank you beautiful. so much. Kristen. That is probably the biggest compliment I've ever received. I really appreciate it. And Honestly, I couldn't have gotten where I am today without all of the resources that you have put out there in the world. I just really appreciate how you take our personal lives into consideration and you make a unique plan for each pet sitter. And I really also appreciate the mental health aspect to pet sitting and professionally, you know, pet sitting and dog walking because it's such an important piece, not just, you know, the basics, but just really being okay mentally is such a big part of this. And I really appreciate all of that work as well. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it can be very draining to run a business, but it can be exceptionally draining to run a pet business because you're dealing with pets and they're humans Mm -hmm. and their houses, keys, plants, There are a lot of variables with it and people have no idea unless they've actually been there, done that. And it's a lot of balls to juggle in the air. Mm -hmm. And when you bring hiring in, that's a whole other part of it that can be challenging and finding good people. And so I just have a lot of empathy and compassion and, um, respect for pet business owners. And that is in large part from having gone through it myself. And, you know, I say gone through it. It's, it is a process that you go through Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's, you know, if you go around it, then you're not really doing it thoroughly because there's a lot that comes up when you're running a business like that. And so Also, I love what you said about how I work with people individually, and it really is true because each person is so different in terms of what they need. Really, like you're so different from the person I coached yesterday. And so if I try to outline something that worked for her, it's probably not going to work for you because you're a different person entirely. And um, the thing though, that I've noticed with the podcast coaching sessions, which is what this is, of course, is that listeners can take parts of this and they can, you know, parts of this, they will resonate with. So there's kind of something for everyone from this conversation today. And so I just, I really want to thank you for being willing to come on today and share your process here. I know it's going to help a lot of people and the hiring process can be very, very challenging for a lot of people. So anytime I do a hiring episode, the numbers just go skyrocketing because it's it's such a needed yeah it's like tell me how do I do this how do I make the hiring what's the secret sauce yeah what's the secret sauce for this tell me how I do it yeah so you know we talked about a little bit of it um but these steps I think will make your hiring process a lot easier and more streamlined. And really you want to get in the habit of doing the same thing over and over when it comes to hiring. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay for you. Like I'm not going to be, I don't do cookie cutter coaching, but you're Mm going to do cookie cutter hiring Yes, because you're going to have a process that you do that is going to reap results. And those results are going to be great hires that hopefully end up staying with you for a year, two, maybe years. And this beginning part is really a part of that, that will reveal whether this person will 
be with you. And you can't, you know, life happens. We can't force people to stay, but um, this will make it more likely for them to stay for a long period of time. Yep. All right, my dear. Thank you. Thank you. with you today. Hi, pet business owners. I hope you enjoyed that coaching session with Heidi. And if you would like to be coached on the Prosperous Pet Business podcast, I would love to consider your application. You can apply by going to the show notes page at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 117. That's the number 117. In the show notes page, you will also find information about the hiring kit for pet sitters and dog walkers. You'll find information about the application packet for pet sitters and dog walkers, and that is also included in the hiring kit. And you will also find out about the live How to Hire the Right Pet Sitters and Dog Walkers webinar that is happening this month. You can go to the webinar and workshop page, and again, you will find that on the show notes page at prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 117. I wish you a wonderful day or evening wherever you're at in the world. I hope you're doing well. I know there's a lot of challenges happening out there. There's also a lot of good things happening out there. So I hope that you are able to really maintain your self-care, your connection to yourself, even in the midst of whatever is happening to you in your life or your business that may be challenging. And again, if you'd like to apply to be coached on the podcast, I would love to work with you. You can go to the show notes page to find out more, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 117. Take good care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.